Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Greylands Australia podcast. Pull up a seat, crack a beer and join us as we reminisce, reflect, assess, speculate, commentate and dissect all things comics and collectibles. Yay! Here we are! Yay! Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. Welcome back, Leon, hey? Like me and Ben have been holding up Jeez. the fucking fort without you for the past few episodes. Yeah, I'm just here to get the the listeners back, you know. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Numbers Somebody... probably dwindled a bit. <laughs> Somebody specifically mentioned you by name last weekend, so you fucking better course... take credit for the fact that. Of course the they door. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it the Australian me? What's his name? That Kyle guy. Oh, no, it wasn't Kyle. No, it wasn't Kyle. <laughs> it wasn't Kyle. <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, but we've been saving we've been saving say, up for some quality quality yeah, combo. Uh, look, I would say know? I would say I would love to say we missed you, but at the same time we, we were so busy with real guests <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't notice. What a dick. Nah, nah, we, we missed no. you. The thing is Well the thing is when it comes to quality shit talking, we need shit talking people to talk shit with. So. <laughs> I'm very good at that. <laughs> very few facts in this one. Yeah. So we've got a few hey, things to discuss, obviously, because it's been a while, right? I bring ignorance to the table. I've got ignorance covered. You can't have ignorance as well, Leon. <laughs> Leon's got denial. Something unique. <laughs> 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 I'll bring ignorance. Well, you can bring denial. How's that sound? The, the, the last horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> ignorance, <laughs> denial, and alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've been off the comic scene as well. I do feel like it's been a while since I actually bought a comic, which is horrific to say. I had a yeah, nice we'll list a lot to talk about then, won't we? Yeah, I had a nice list of what I wanted to get by the end of the year. I've done none of it. Yeah, so you've been <laughs> yeah. nose down, tail up with work, though. But at the same time, also, yeah. you've got a few international trips that you need to save for. So you're just behaving. It's not that you stop caring. Yeah. Just in, but it's yeah. so bad because I've seen a few of the things that were on my list. I'm like, oh, maybe I should just do it. Yeah, then, I've got your just hold myself back. I've got your uh, Turkish Hulk 181 in my clammy hands. Ooh. So. You've got something good to look forward to. So you it's haven't stopped completely. Okay. I'll I'll just get it pressed again after you've handled it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you need to have nice. humidified. <laughs> nice. These are all. I know. So I've also got both This is a bromance. It's a love affair. This is, this is like sex talk, really, isn't it? <laughs> I've, got, I've got both your uh, Greylanters merch as well. So it's a good Ooh, excuse yes. to catch up. Good yes, excuse to catch absolutely. up. Yeah. So, not been doing much. Like you said, just working. I think we've had a discussion about how our lives are mirroring one another at the moment. But I have, I managed to make a little more time for my friends than you do, obviously. I'll <laughs> see you, okay, Ben. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> so, we've been, me and Ben's been to the movies twice this week together, just hanging yeah, out. I know. Drinking beer, I know. Eating popcorn. And we're and like, you said, we, um, we could smell your BO from the cinema. That's how close the cinema is to your house. Yeah, <laughs> it is and pretty you close. And you, not spoiling anything, but you said Flash was, was surprising. Flash yeah, was surprising. Yes. But I think let's yeah. leave the movies to the end where yeah, we're, okay. we're emotionally, uh, emotionally <laughs> ready for it. <laughs> the, other, yes. the other key things to talk about really is 
grading companies at the moment, right? Um, Ben's been very eager to get me to talk about CGC, which was fun. Uh, what happened? I saw your comment and I wasn't sure what you were referring to. What's yeah? Oh, look, happened with uh, these two, the CGC. Let's call it an event. Or, or what do we call it? A crisis? No, it's not a crisis. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a character defining event. Right? Um, they've got certain rules and governance around submission for especially signature series stuff, right? Because obviously they want it to be beyond scrutiny. They want it to be uncontestable that it's verified and done by their process so that by the time the yellow label shows up, it's indeed a yellow label and that's fine. And considering the fact that over the past few years, I've done plenty a yellow label of them with their private signature events, but also facilitating and through facilitators. So for Greylancers, I've done um, Camilo's, Turtles, Lost Ronin. I've done some for Mike Chrome that we submitted for Todd McFarlane. Leon, you've got one, right? Yep. yep, um, yep. I've done Al Mulgram um, and a few like John Romita Juniors and all that type of stuff. So, so I've always said Mike with the Mike Chrome one, they didn't want to believe you. So they actually called him. No, that's their standard verify? process. So that's their standard process. Like, oh, okay. You have like a creator declaration or agreement that the creators fill out as part of submitting the books. Um, and then their process should be open up the box. It's a piece of paper. It's Mike's details, phone Mike, confirm right. it's him, right? Um, so what happened over the past week is in the portal, because I've got it. Their portal's really good. Their portal shows um, status of the book. So there's status received. Their status being pressed, being processed, ready for grading, grading underway, encapsulation and imaging, which is their Q and Q, QA. Um, and then the next day, usually because of the time difference, by the time you wake up, you get a receipt saying it's shipped. So the Tom Taylor stuff last Thursday got to the point where it says grading, encapsulation, imaging. So, you know, it's, everything's going according to plan. I sent Tom a message saying, hey, mate, it looks like they're grading it now. Or encapsulating now, did they call you? He's like, no, no, they didn't call me. So everything must have been fine. And I'm like, well, glass are full. They obviously know Tom. I was talking to them about Tom beforehand. We've got an email trail saying I'm submitting stuff for Tom Taylor. Um, and then the next day it shows up and it says it's green label. Now, knowing Ben's on the call, let's step back a little bit. Um, Halo, oh, no, Halo. Uh, CGC's got different colored labels for different qualifications, right? Blue is what they call universal labels. So that is just a normal co comic with no defects, not signed, not anything. It's a blue label. That's their standard. Um, yellow is when they've got that authenticated uh, signatures on the books that they were part of as part of their process to encapsulate. And then they've got purple that's restored. So if anything's been done to the book, you know, color touches, uh, new new components of pages, um, new staples, all that type of shit might merit a purple label. It just trimmed all that type of stuff. Um, and then green label is called qualified. So they use qualified as a catch-all. Qualified is for when there's a signature on the book, but they haven't very, very authenticated it or they can't authenticate it. So instead of saying signed by Tom Taylor, they will say, name on cover because <laughs> they can't yeah. confirm whether or not it's Tom. Now, the process I followed for these books were exactly the same as all the other ones I've done before. I luckily took photos of the the paperwork that Tom submitted uh, as part of the submission. Um, 
So obviously I went into a panic being like, what the fuck's going on? Why are these books green while I've done everything that I'm always doing? Um, now, as luck would have it, it was our Saturday morning, their Friday night, their offices closed and it's April, oh, sorry, July the 4th, long weekend. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five-day long weekend, their offices are closed and I can't get any resolution or, re- or responses on my emails. So, um, yeah, it was it was annoying to say the least because now I'm sitting here, the books are being FedExed back to Australia, all have green labels, and I've got 23 people who paid me good money that I now need to tell. That just got screwed yeah. by. Sorry, by guys. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I apologize to everyone on Neville's behalf. It wasn't his fault. Hey, man, how, the, the thing that gets me when. when no, when, no, when no. Yeah, that's part one. That... I haven't given you part two, yeah. though, but let's keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, no, no. Mine was just how do you. How do you, you're, you're the um, the curators of a process, then surely for for an established process, there's a duty of care to to you know to inform people of that changing. I think like, is that is that buried in a website in their website? Is it up to you? I, I'm have sure they they made an assumption, or or was it you know like no 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 they tease and see stipulate clearly what you need to do as part of this process, and that's why I've always just followed the process. Um, yeah what might or might not happen along the way is the papers get detached from the books. So by the time the, the guy who does the labels, cause I'm sure it's a production line, right? You get the guys who do the pressing and cleaning. You get the guys who do, do the imaging and the photos. You get the guys who do the grading. And along the way, if this little piece of paper doesn't make it to the guys creating the labels, he's like Tom Taylor signed these books. I don't have a signature series piece of paper to say. Yes, that it's- but when you register the books for that signing slab, don't they have that on the system as a backup? And shouldn't they, they then at least no. find out what's no. going on? Well, that's that's the thing. So usually the process is the piece of paper that arrives with your book goes along with the book through the process. As soon as that piece of paper goes missing or gets detached from the books and they look at the submission number, the submission just number just says it's books because I they don't have a facility on their portal to say I can type in these books were signed by Tom Taylor. That mm. That's where I think the problem is. You should be able to add a comment saying yeah. Tom Taylor signature series or whatever. Yeah. And that way they yeah. can double back and I'll say, staple it to the front okay. cover. <laughs> yes, let's do that. No, glue it. Gluing it to the front cover will ensure that it can't be taken off. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of learnings to be taken out of this, right? Because, I mean, well, if anything. What can you do, though? If That's anything, I, I can write on the backing board. or Because they usually give you a little sticker that you put onto a comic to say signature series number one when they do their own signature events and that probably makes sure that it gets to the right place so i'm just going to make my own from now on to say these 23 books that are submitted for tom taylor are all part of submission where i've provided you with evidence so if you don't if the evidence not attached by the time it gets there at least they'll read that label and be like what's going on here and that's why thinking back to the my chromes one as an example they gave him a call because the books got to the guy Mm -hmm who's supposed to be doing the yellow label. And he saw the little piece of paper and it said, oh, Mike Cram signed it. Here's your mobile number and your email address. I'm going to contact you. And he did. So the right thing was done at that point in time. Um, so obviously me being me, Saturday morning, um, when the shit hit the fan, I went to all my contacts that I had established over the years with CGC 
and I kind of, let's call it escalated it in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously with everybody out of office, nothing really happened. So I just had to wait till I woke up this morning to see what the response was. And? Yeah, we're waiting with bated breath. <laughs> oh, yeah, they responded. <laughs> Saying? Yeah, so, no, okay. So <laughs> we're waiting uh, for it like a twist in the tail. Say, and my wife would everything say, don't make was me okay. drag it out of you, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, essentially, the, the I'm not going to name names, but he apologized, said, sorry about that. Something must have mixed up along the way. Um, they will reholder it into the new slabs with a yellow label. Everything's all right. Um, and I'm sending the books back as soon as it arrives in Australia. And then I, want them to do, then, then I was also proactive in saying, you might likely run into these issues when you get to my Chromebooks because it's the same thing. Um, but on Saturday, what I've done, because obviously Mike and Tom have worked with um, CGC before, they contacted the, their contacts or whatever and just gave them a heads up saying hey these books are with you now these are the submission numbers and they've already responded to both of them so um all things will hopefully end well for those submissions um so they have to go back the or they caught them they caught them before the microbe ones are still with them so they'll just they'll yeah, just make sure that the they're done ones. right tom taylor's yeah, the, will tom just Thomas. go back yeah yeah but uh, usually you know you they know call it an me they call it an me submission mechanical error so they get yeah. priority. So the books will land there ah, within, yeah. within a week. They'll come back. Yeah. And no, they're all 9.8, saying. which is great news. But you have to pay for shipping it there again. Usually I don't. They create me a shipping label. Okay. Because uh, previously well, like... previously what they've they've done, um, they've sent me a, a wrong book before, which wasn't my book. It wasn't even my book, but a different copy or a different grade. It was a totally wrong book um, that, that um, they just gave me a FedEx Express label to stick on the box and they paid for everything and um, most recent somewhere. yeah and most recently i received the experience of star lord and this this case was cracked completely in shipping and same thing within 48 hours created a shipping label stuck it on for free and the books back with them to resolve so for me you know going through all of this i think obviously i'm going to learn things from it and and be better for it but the way they've responded and their ability to assist was really, really cool. Um, I was, was about say, to yeah, say that that was that sounds that sounds like the best possible outcome for that of all of the ways that we were speculating yeah. that these things ago. If they were going to be pricks about it, no, yeah. no, um, no uh, insult intended. But you know, no, of course they like could have very easily. They could yeah. have bought, They could have very easily just said, "Too bad, so sad." Yeah. Not our or problem. it could have been a CBCS uh, where you sent it and the comics just disappeared yeah, into, just the disappeared yeah. into the nether yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, but, but like I say, oh, what I'd like them to do though, Neville, is I'd like them to take those slabs and I'd like them to slab those slabs as a rare uh, CGC error. So you can have uh, a, like a, 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 a green slabs. label on top of a yellow label. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Just think, uh, this goes it'd be like this, that double stamped one dollar coin, you know. Yeah. This goes back to that meme that circulated a while ago of this uh, CGC launching launching a slabbing of your slabs. <laughs> yeah, that was April oh, Fool's Day. That was I April Fool's Day. Oh, oh, slab man. Slab. I'm being unoriginal. I'm being. Un- it's it's hard to be an original fucker in this yeah. world, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone else has done some shit before you. No, um, it's it's yeah, because so, there are too many people with too much time on their hands. That's yeah. why. Yeah. So essentially, that means 
because it's a total of about 50 books between Mike and Tom that is now resolved. Um, one thing that's still kind of blurry in the air um, is over the past, since since Supernova Melbourne, I've been try, trying to talk to them about um, officiating signatures for visiting artists because local creators are fine, right? Hmm. You guys are here. They can do what they need to do to to get it done for you, and you can work with them. Um, but guys who fly in and out, the Kevin Eastmans and Jim Chungs and guys who are here for two days and gone again, the standard expectation, because they're mostly an American-based company, is if I give it to Kevin Eastman to sign, he's got to submit it, right? And same with Tom Taylor, same with Micro. They've got to submit it to CGC. And that's fine when you're a local creator. But <laughs> you, imagine... Imagine Kevin Eastman flying from Sydney to Perth with 50 books and then from Perth to America with 100 books and then he's got to do the admin. It doesn't make sense for a country outside of America to be able to do something like that because in, so, in America, they've got facilitators and witnesses that do that but, on their behalf. Why can't you become that. one? Why can't you, have you to become scale a to, You have to scale to that. So it's something, it's kind of a grade you need to unlock as part of being a dealer. Um, and they're open to that. But obviously, over the past few months, I've been talking about, you know, how can we accommodate the artists in the short term? And that's why I haven't done official call-outs for books for the big artists that's been here. I have submitted a few, which will likely also now result in a green label. Um, but that's that's something that I'll need to manage. I mean, it's not many. It's like five, six, um, and I'll resolve that. But they, but ideal, I, ideally, by the time the next event comes around, there will be a a, a process in place to facilitate. You'll that. have your you'll have your badge. You'll yeah. flush the people like that. Yeah. Now Neville and I often joke about starting our own grading company because I'm so experienced in it. You know, um, <laughs> but it just it just sounds. I know. Well, oh man, no, it's look, so look, fraught look. with risks, though, isn't it? it? That business. No, you've got to hats off to the, the people who are doing it because. You think I, I heard I read on the page today the Grail Huntington's page there was an issue with with something getting misgraded or yeah I was going to follow that into this conversation mm -hmm. really so we can talk about that and I think yeah I think that is the risk that you have to accept as part of being deciding you're in that business because you'd kind of create a false economy if you misgraded right under or over yeah. Yeah. Um, we were in the chat group in the Grail has got that messenger chat group going. And people were talking about the morality of having a book that's represented as a 9.4, but you know, based on the defects that you can see, it's probably an 8 or an 8.5. So do you sell it at the price that it was graded at a 9.4, or do you sell it at the 8.5 that you believe it is? Now, mm. as a buyer, I if I see that, I won't pay 9.4 prices. But as a seller, will I try and get my 9.4 price? So we, we, we were discussing that, right? And I've never seen anybody say, oh, that book is undergraded. I'll give you more money. So it only goes one way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got books that I believe to be a 9.6 maybe that looks that was graded 8.5. But I can't mm. sell it at a 9.6 because I'm like, I personally think it's a 9.6. Um, so we had that discussion probably a week and a half ago, which was pretty timely because today, as you, as you saw, Ben, um, what happened is first appearance of Green Goblin is what that book is. Mm -hmm. um, something by, something 15 14 yeah 14? amazing amazing spider-man 15 14 uh, 14, okay. 14 sorry you're right um 
and it's graded by Halo where they're all. I know things, Leon. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see. I can You're learning something. I can, I can, I can remember something that I read 25 yeah. minutes ago. Continue, Leon. Uh, Neville, please. Yeah, so uh, it's graded by Halo, but it's old label. Probably by the label, I'm going to put it by 2013 or so, so about 10 years ago. And and he graded it to 2.5. Now, if you know the grading scale, 2.5 means there might be defects. There might be a chip in a corner of a page, but nothing that affects the the integrity of the book. So no missing it's panels, intact. no missing storylines, yeah. no missing ad pages, stuff like that. So it came it came out that um, as part of cleaning that book, that it was actually missing an advert page. So that's obviously two sides, right? So it's 30 out of 32 pages are there. And according to any grader, that should be a 0 0.5 book. So um, what Jaden was referring to is like he paid good money for one of the key Spider-Man villains, right? Green Goblin's first appearance. And turns out he overpaid by thousands because of the fact that the book is in fact incomplete. So, um, but it is slabbed. So, how did he find out it's incomplete? no? It's it slabbed he by Halo. It. He cracked it to press and clean it to send it to CGC. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, somebody, somebody, somebody actually called out that so yeah. many books you you can you I mean the the reputation the integrity the the purpose of a a grading company is to authenticate the grade. So that you don't have to second guess it, right? And like I said earlier, we had that conversation, but we had the conversation within the limitation of small visual cosmetic defects, mm -hmm. not pages missing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big that's uh, a big black one, right? mark against them. Yeah, against Halo for and, missing that completely. Yeah, and it's all about you know, it happened ten years ago too. So what do you do about it? Like I can imagine if it happened last week, and you're like, this is fucked up, fix it. That's fine, but now that book's been unsold with the fake economy of, oh, it's worth two point a uh, two point five grade, so you should give me two point five money. So somebody's sitting with the money in their pockets, and the book isn't worth that. So you can't really there's do. No, anything. I don't think. Luckily, a I, it sounds like on that, you know, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on that sort of fuck up when there's that sort of money involved. Yeah, you know, but, but mm. Halo didn't get the money as a result. They didn't get more no, money no, no. by misgrading. No, no. You know what I mean? No, no, no. But but there's a, I guess there's an implied responsibility there, mm. isn't it? Because there's a whole there's a whole bunch of transactions, economy Absolutely. happening after that fact. You know, yeah. so and the and other I question think, is, I, I think whatever value the the delta of the value, whether it's a thousand or two thousand dollars, the reputational hurt something like that causes somebody like Halo. It's probably worth ten times that because mm -hmm. on an open forum where a hundred people discuss it, you might scare fifty people of submitting books, and that's fifty times fifty dollars per book, right? Mm. Um, so damage is already done for Halo in mm. in that sense. Um, and depending on I, how I'm many times and everything, but again, if you look at the CGC discussion we just had, the the really real value comes in when he responds and how he responds to something like that. I mean. It, yeah. it is it whether it's human error or not count the pages right that's what's the what's the, what's the book worth you know what's what what conservatively what's the book worth i'll, I'll tell you by gpa um yeah. the difference between what it should have been and what it is if that makes sense and also the question is how many people have lost money during the years since it got graded because that book may or may not have been
been sold on it maybe a couple of uh, times. Uh, look, by the comments I saw, it looks like he bought it from the person who graded it 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And likely the yeah, person who yeah. graded got it graded uh, might not have counted the pages. I mean, I, I've, I don't, bought, I've bought massive How books many people? <laughs> I don't think that's relevant people? though, Leanne. I don't think that's relevant because it doesn't matter. As soon as it gets a 2.5 instead of a 0.5, it's always being traded as a 2.5 with the knowledge yeah. of it being a 2.5. So really the only disparity happened from that first that first sale from after the after yeah. the grading from the person who owned it beforehand. The yeah. first sale after the grading is really the only one that matters, you know. Until and, now. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, well, it's the same guy. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Um you you'd say what's what's the ethical thing to do? Just offer to buy the book back, you know? And the, I think they've the, resolved it between them, which uh, yeah. they're both cool guys, and I've. I've I, yeah, I, no, and I'm, I'm not names, shit canning right? anyone. This is what uh, I'm saying: is that this, but it this shouldn't have been their so, problem, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but it's so it's so fraught with these these type of risks, though, isn't it? You know, is that? I mean, I mean, ah, uh, I'm not overplaying it because there's plenty of there's plenty. You look at the industries we're we're in. Uh, and there's plenty of uh, big fuck ups come with a small administrative <laughs> error. Yeah. You know, the same with you, Ned, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's just yeah. like one uh, one poorly chosen word in a, uh, a in a in a line, or you know, um, yeah. anyway. Be because there's a lot of money involved. You know, they yeah. they don't take kindly to the smallest of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess the difference between business and people like us is that um, you know that risk is, is absorbed into into the business itself where, you know, if you cop this uh, kick in the balls, it hurts, man. <laughs> it, it hurts so bad. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. So having a look, uh, 2.5. Yeah. GPA. Oh, and again, to give you a testament on how the market's fucking crashed in a year. Last year it was 2,000 US and now it's 1,250 US. Or a two point five, so what's that? Thousand nine hundred Aussie off the top of my head. Yep. A point five is eight hundred and fifteen. So mm. that's about thousand thousand two fifty. So it's about seven hundred dollar difference, right? Uh, look, I guess if you're measuring these things, it's better for this to happen when the market's crashed. How <laughs> The difference between the two in this market is the least it's ever been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I wouldn't... At least in the last five years. <laughs> yeah, well, I, to if you wait for the economy to... It's all about perspective, isn't it? Yeah. It's good this happened now because if this happened last year, I would have, I would lost, have lost a thousand hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, right, I think I put myself in Jaden's shoes and I understand the frustration, the anger and shit because of the fact that you buy the book because you want it for your personal collection too. Not not only was his time wasted in or his money wasted, his time was wasted in the sense that he ticked mm -hmm. that box emotionally that it got a, landed a pretty big key. Um, he cracked it. He put through the effort of wanting to send it through, you know, Mm -hmm. pressing and cleaning and everything else i need to find that's, out that... that's and that 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 act in itself shows some investment in that book you yeah. know what i mean yeah because like if yeah. I it's not a, just a, a quick halo, yeah yeah that's, yeah i had a halo slab like i just trying to think of the motivation that i had to crack any of my slabs by the way i have zero 
<laughs> but, but I'm just I'm, I'm putting myself in it, putting myself in in the man's shoes to go through that effort of you know the potential risk in especially trying to crack a halo slab, which you'd need a um you know a jackhammer for or something yeah. by all accounts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it shows a lot of investment in that book, and I can imagine just the disappointment. You know, when you think you got something, he peeked into Schrodinger's box to check on. The I was, cat, ex- you know? I was going to use exactly the same analogy, man. <laughs> and his cat was dead. Was like... <laughs> yes, that would, it was alive, but only had three legs. Jeff, Jeff Kerrigan had a different analogy involving a flashlight, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so look, I, I have severe empathy for him especially because you know oh. when you're chasing a big book and you're happy with it uh, or you know or something like that happens it's it's no good right regardless See? of what it is um, i just hope for a good resolution i mean i've i've seen i've seen bad decisions by all grading companies um or, or bad mistakes and it's all just really about what they do to fix it and let's hope you know, oh well look from his I, point of view, only one one of his pages went missing in this whole event. Yeah. Not the whole fucking book. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> cool. Um, but you know, you know, this it just raises so many questions and wanted to sort of dig under the surface of of how these places operate and how the whole system works. You know, me needing to know because you you have these books right, and when you get it, it's got a it, it'll have annotations about what the faults are to give it the particular grade yeah yeah well that's the thing so um cgc publishes their defects online so they call it graders notes and it's accessible if you have an account and you can go see if you buy 4.5 you can go see exactly what's wrong with your 4.5 um halo's not that big so what happens is he'll take his notes when he serializes the books and if you need to know what the defects are you have to email him and he'll tell you what was wrong with that book at that point in time yeah of grading um now uh, from a label perspective and i think um oz comics oz, oz oz called it out that um cgc doesn't necessarily oh sorry halo doesn't necessarily call out defects on their labels um but i think they've evolved a little bit so i've got halo labels where it actually says page missing and they're 0.5 so it's more about you know what what do you know and what don't you know when it comes to the defects and how accessible that information is, because that could easily change your mind as to whether or not you're buying a book. Um, there's a very big difference between two point five, for not not this one that we're talking about, but there's a difference between two point five that's got a chip or a detached page versus mm-hmm. um, rusty staples that could spread or something like that, right? So. Yeah, 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 you want to you want to know exactly. what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, that's what exactly my point. Is future you, risk is there? Yeah. Mm. Well, you've got two point fives. You know, um, uh, you've got two point fives in front of you. They're both graded. They're both slab. How do you know which one to pick? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you put a you know you go with a divining rod over the both of them, which leads me to you know where you see improvements in this process is because we're in. A, Living in a digital age with QR codes and all that type of stuff, and and cloud data free, is so cheap and all that free type flowing of stuff. information basically. Yeah, is that the surely is a better way to capture the condition of a a book than wholly and solely relying on 
um, some standardized process that probably as soon as humans are involved, there's room for yeah. interpretation there, you know? So, yeah. but, but um, at the same time, you say that, but at the same time, there's been rumors, whether it's true or not, that um, like some of the grading companies use AI to grade because of the human inconsistencies, but even the AI, unless you page the comic, every page and let the, let the computer scan every page, it's not going to be comprehensive. It might work oh, it on, makes... on trading cards and stuff that's got a front and a back, but the interiors, how do you do that? Um, oh, it makes mistakes like that one comic with the with the tile finish that's like it looks like old age tiles in the oh, background yes. and yeah, it yeah. misread it as dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a CGC comic that says dirt on cover. Meantime, the dirt was part of the part of the print. <laughs> it was true. Well, you know, it's funny. You should say that because when I looked at that post today about uh, ASM 14 or 15 or whatever it was, yeah. I immediately thought, oh, has someone written on the front cover of it, right? Is yeah. that graffiti? But no, obviously, it's part of the cover art, you know? No, no, that I'm... was written. That was written on the cover. Oh, was it? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, then I had a quick look and it looked like it, it disappeared on the edge of something, you know? Oh, no, no, that, that, was, that was somebody writing a name on the cover. Oh, okay. So my initial instincts were correct. My spidey yeah, sense yeah. was correct on that one. Yeah, yeah. But there, I, I there, there is a new grading company in the US. I think they're called ESG Grading. Um, they use QR codes on their labels, and when you scan the QR code, so for signed books, right? Hmm. Uh, when you scan that QR code, it shows you the video of the creator signing your book that you're holding. Hmm. So they capture capture like ten seconds yeah. of the book being signed for every book, and they allocate that to your yeah. serial. Yeah, perfect. I think that's, that's, so I think that's a process. Great. I just I, it's great for a small company. I just know now they're going to do it for bigger companies. Yeah. Like I, I feel like size of CGC and CBCAS holds them back a little bit because they can't jump on ideas like that quickly because it's yeah a little bit complex, right? As but great that's... as it is. That's that's the nature of business, isn't it? You know, the more nimble, smaller companies can make those type of adjustments easy, easily. Yeah, yeah. And then and that and that's that, how they that disrupt. The whole oh, yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Yeah. Um, so that's how you want to disrupt, the, the, Ben. You want to disrupt by not knowing anything <laughs> about wanted, comics or grading, or, or having no yeah. context about grading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or comic business in general. So you mine um uh my my grading will be yeah it looks pretty good oh no this thing's <laughs> fucked <laughs> just imagine we should get yeah oh, we should nah, get like Aussie grades fucked. yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Fucked, mate. you you just roll one of those you just roll one of those um one d ten dice and then yeah, whatever yeah. it comes up with, you slap that on the label. And I'll have, a, I'll have a video of me rolling the dice and, and, and you call it my QR code yeah. to the book. Uh, <laughs> so when yeah. when are you getting your first um all right so what i was going to ask is when are you getting your first um slab ben and will it be barbie that's the follow-up <laughs> no because there's no barbie book i love in fact you know but having said that the barbie movie looks pretty fucking yeah, sweet. But, yeah anyway. get it get it signed by <laughs> margaret robbie <laughs> Yeah, no, if I did anything Barbie related, it would be sending my uh my Barbie Sun Sailor off to be to be AFA graded. Um, <laughs> nice. Is there an acrylic case big enough to put my Barbie Sun Sailor in? Is the question. I, I, just... I think I did tell you, Ben. Um your Turtles book, so CBCS just started um 
doing magazine sizes yeah. and they do signature verification. So we can submit that to them and you'll get back a yellow label. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Um, I think so. I, I'm not sure what their pressing turnaround time is, but we can use somebody locally just to reduce the time for the turnaround. Um, yeah. And I can piggyback. I've got a few that I can send into. Um, okay. I, th I think their time frame for magazines are like six months, but I think you've got oh. all the time in the world, so that's fine. <laughs> well, if how you long get has it been back, sitting though. in your safe for, you know? So. Three years. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be that. Um and you know I love uh, my Tonino Liberatore stuff, and I'm curious to see if anyone's ever graded any rank Xerox stuff. I'm surely they would. Like I've got a pretty cool the heavy metal mag. Um, is you know if you, yeah if experience. you if you know if you know the the issue numbers, I can check it out for you. See if I can find. Yeah, uh, yeah. the trouble with the, that one is it's a it's almost all black cover, so it's how you know. You're not going to get a book from the '80s with that type of magazine or black cover. That, you yeah, know. Anyway, yeah. Maybe, maybe you would. I don't. Know. I think they're going to be rare. Um, I was talking to Nev though, just about some of the stuff I've got squirreled away. Some of the 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 figures have just they're worth a little bit of money now. And I, I think you know what's. I actually asked the question the other day. What's a point five one eight one worth? You know. What's my yeah. way of cracking into the one eight one market? <laughs> yeah. Just go for a three, though. Go for a three. It's That's a nice fair. grade. Yes, but it's also freaking, you know. And sell a child. Don't you have two? <laughs> I've got three. No, I'll got sell three. one. You only need two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, no, no. It'd have to be the most entry level. You know, that's. That's how you start. That's why they call it the entry level, <laughs> because yeah. people. And the thing there, is, you know? yeah, and, and yeah. the thing is, I think I told you. Like, I, I know so many people who have point fives and ones, and they love them to bits. It, it's like me with my heart, my Silver Age books, right? Mm. They they do come with a certain character and uh, patina, as you say, yep. <laughs> uh, like and, your and, sun bleached X Men. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, I. I don't necessarily know a lot of people that easily sell them unless they've got a two or a three lined up. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. And then they'll sell to fund it. Yeah, that's what you so need. So if anyone's do. feeling generous and listening to the podcast, hit us up. Hashtag Roger Navarro. It's got one. Yeah. <laughs> Beck Beatson's got one. I know a few people with low grades, but I don't know. They're selling. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think in all reality, it will be, it'll probably be that Eastman signed number four of TM. Yeah, it's NT, it's high grade, so it should it should grade well. Um, well, all the ones I've seen because there's this, that that green they use and it sort of fades a bit, you know, if yeah. it's sending some whatsoever. Because when I bought it, there was a few of them, near, you know, next to one another, and you could really see the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. But um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I think it, it's well on the eights, but I, I don't know if it'll crack nines or not. Yeah, just looking at it with Might my touch nine. Life. I'll check. Yeah, I'll yeah. check the corners and stuff to give you an indication. But um, we've well, got I might a few come back with, it, with the press because I don't think it's been pressed at all, has it? No, it hasn't. No, nah. you can just see by the spine ticks that uh, it's correctable. The ones that it's yep. got the, the one or two. So I've got a higher. On, um, on mm. you mentioning the toys that have gone up in value, um, it made me laugh to see Neville's reaction to that uh, Lord of the Rings magic card. Fuck it's, me, man! It's a three three million dollar card or something. Three point three mil. 
What oh, a ridiculous! Man, it's literally yeah. you're buying lottery tickets, right? You're buying yeah, there's there's two million shit ass lottery tickets, and there's one good one. No. Um, but I just feel it's all a bit dodged because that the owner isn't known. It's already graded. It all just feels a little bit mixed. Suspect. Yeah, uh, and there's uh, and you know that there's <clears throat> there's a lot of people behind the scenes of these these type of machinations pushing these agendas. Um, what's the, the the Netflix show Golden something? The it, it's the collecting sort of auction house that's handling a lot. Uh, of this yes, yeah, yeah. I, I watched there was five episodes kind of yeah yeah and i sort of had it on the background i was I was kind of half watching but i noticed there was like the three logo um in was it basketball card or something like that yeah where yeah. they they release them and it is it's literally it, it's 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 um it's lottery for for uh for rich people for collecting, <laughs> yeah for collecting it the other one was like who was it which one of the paul brothers Jake Paul, I get them mixed up. They're both flogs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was opening, Crack, cracking uh, all the hundred. Yeah, he buys the Pokemon, boxes. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was buying it by the box for two hundred fifty k, and then just opening all the packets. It's fucking crazy. What yeah. a sales gimmick to get people to buy his stuff. Well, that though. is, it is what it but is, that, right? But yeah, it I, is. Yeah, I can easily see the comics doing that, where they say, "Oh, we're going to distribute the new Spider-Man series number one all in blind packs, and there's only one mm. copy that's one of one, and the rest are all common." Then everybody's mm. going to buy it, hoping to eat that one of one. Mm. Yeah, and then that's how they make four hundred thousand sales for the first issue and ten thousand for the second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you only need that first issue sales to keep it going for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would just have to get on the right side of uh of all of these shenanigans. We, you know, we've got just we're, we're ethics. We need to lose our ethics, boys, and we can mm. we. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop we caring can about street cred and reputation um, and people like yeah, did you just say neville has that way <laughs> did you just say neville has ethics are you mad <laughs> is that an std <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just because you're not drinking beer you're drinking stronger liquor i can tell <laughs> you go around to an old lady's house neville because she said she's got comics that her, <laughs> that her husband used to collect. <laughs> yeah, it's probably worth around ten bucks, ma'am. I'll give yeah. you ten bucks. I get twenty because you're nice. <laughs> I'll Let start my sentence. With, I'll start my sentence with you. I'll make you forget you ever had a husband. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. <laughs> No, 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 I'm better than that. <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> All right. So, Flash, what did you think, Ben? Yes. Well, the thing is, right, I have to, I'm going to make a confession to some people, and I really shouldn't, is that I find that um, maybe in my, uh, my, the algorithm is slightly picking slightly more, I don't know. I'm a, I call myself a centrist, you know, in terms yep. of political persuasion. Not that anyone should ever talk about this on the internet, although people do. <laughs> or record it on podcasts, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a centrist because I like a balanced view of, of everything. You know, I, I'm a, a pragmatist in that thing. So, um, but being a centrist, you you get a lot of stuff come your way through the algorithm. You know, so there's yep. a lot of a lot of uh, particularly sort of the things I'm focused on, like movies and pop culture. You you see this. The people who are commenting are often slightly to the right, like Nerd Erotica, The Daily Drinker, and they were shit-canning this thing as sort of the, I, I guess, you know, flying the herald of woke ideology and all that type of stuff. 
yeah and um was a victim of you know um mcu kind of thinking and uh you know uh all of the stuff around kathleen kennedy and all you know anyway so i went in there with ultra low expectations based on the things i'd heard about it and i was pleasantly surprised you know what i mean i didn't i didn't get a sense of any political agendas inserted no. into the film no it, it, it didn't it didn't film. feel like they were trying it yeah they didn't mm. yeah um like i just have dc concern because of what's happened with yeah the yeah movies yeah. that's my only one so i'm wondering because i know gun came in halfway through the shooting of this and he changed yeah, some and, scenes and, yeah so it. is it gonna so feel like the first bit, justice league where the the whole movie feels disjointed and then snyder to come back to fix it all does it have that feel or not those are the questions i'm wondering about i yeah. was i wasn't aware of that type of that lack of continuity that the, the disjointed nature of you it, didn't you really know? care uh, too much about continuity huh? because the movie wasn't no. reliant on you having seen anything before no but that was the not, side the of whole... being yeah the whole the whole point of it is that that it's about um the shuffling of the deck and all that type of mm. stuff so i think you could get away with that type of thing that didn't need that sort of that feel of continuity all, all the way through it just because They're of the not nature of the it, film yeah. That, yeah yeah that you know so it's kind of I don't, no spoilers, but sort of you know dipping into that sort of Spideyverse type of thing where where you know you can mix and match. You're not yep. you're not bound by a storyline or even you know a versions of the film. In fact, you can have. I think it was very playful in the way that you know it was kind of obvious after the fact that it that it looked at the uh, you know the rebirthing of, of characters along the way and and it was a bit tongue in cheek like that. You know, like it's yep. kind of. Yeah, and but you know, um, Spideyverse did exactly the same thing. You know, in essence, really, when you look at how yeah. it um, approached, you know, that uh, the the oh, okay, well, you know, how many Batman's have we had, and how many Spider-Man's, and all that type of thing. So yeah, yeah, but the whole um, Marvel universe is now open to a multiverse. So they did the same kind of thing, just in a different way. Yeah, not yeah, using yeah, Flash but, as the, yeah. the means. Yeah. Maybe and, uh, maybe I it's think... the inevitable the inevitable conclusion to any of these you know franchises is that you've it's got to, only, you've it's got to only break way the they mold. Can, yeah. yeah, it's only the way they can justify introducing and reintroducing and recasting and all that type of stuff. So you yeah. totally you yeah. totally get that it's done with a degree of purpose. Eh? Yeah. Um, look, I I went into the movie especially I I saw a lot of commentary around bad CGI. Um, and the story falling around a bit. From my perspective, the story didn't fall around much at all. It it felt like a good, solid, um, mm. and and a fun story throughout. It didn't feel mm. too serious like every other fucking DC movie. Um, the the CGI of the battle scenes were great. I, and I think what people refer to is, um, when Flash is like when he's like in that multiverse of where the time stops and he's got the infinite possibilities where everything's distorted. And they're called like Flash View or I don't know what it is. But that's very animated. And I think that shows up on the screen. Now, the question is, did they make it intentionally shit so that it's and distorted so that they can use it as an excuse? Or did they try and give up and say, well, it is what it is because it's too complex? Uh, that's irrelevant to me because it doesn't really impact how you enjoyed the movie and the story and the outcome. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I think, uh, you know, for me, I think you're dead on with the CGI. Um, but the, I just look at CGI 
CGI is CGI now. Like whether it's good or bad, it's still CGI. I've yet yeah. to see CGI now, or it exists, but not generally around people. It's usually about spaceships or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as people is concerned, I think the difference between good CGI and bad CGI with people and movement and all of that type of stuff, eh, whatever. You know, yeah. I, I I can pick it either way, you know? As yeah. long as the story is good and it's well, yeah. well constructed and yeah. shot, then uh, the you know CGI what, can be forgiven, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know what I thought about while, while we were driving home and I said, no, I'll talk about it on the podcast was... If I look at the best games we play at the moment, the games Alana play and and the graphics yeah. and the CGI there, and we're like, oh, this is fucking amazing! It's so open world and blah blah blah. Yeah. If that if they take that CGI and put it in a movie, we'll be like, oh, it's so shit house. How can they put this in the yeah. movie? Yeah. Because it yeah. contextualizes it with the the real world around it, and all of a sudden it's mm. just not good enough. Mm. Um, so so I think you should me, say that there's a um. There's a game. There's a game developer. He's a, he's a single guy. You know, he's, he's not one of those big development houses, right? And he's using Unreal Five, so that's the I guess the benchmark for all three D. Yeah. But he's just grittied it up, right? He's, he's decreased the resolution whilst increasing the rendering, right? Yeah. And using this sort of body cam thing. And screw me, it looks real. Honestly, yeah. it just, it looks like someone's recorded it through a a body cam. You know. Um, Anyway, I digress. Uh, the th- the thing about that is is that um, yeah, I think as good as AI is in the sort of the generation of the new the newest generation of of of, of CGI modeling and stuff like that, just use real stuff as you know. Yeah. Just it'll be cheaper. It'll, you look at the Thing movies. You know, the Thing movies. There's no CGI in any of that. Even the Thing too. Yeah, and aliens it, from back in the day, same thing. It was, yeah. I mean, you could see the me- mechatronics, but still, the feel of it is, yeah, yeah, it still was 3D, terrorizing. Yeah, it felt, it felt <laughs> real, yeah. 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 Or if you're going to play around with it, follow the Mandalorian and those guys that are redoing Star Wars now because they blend, they yeah. blend really well with those curve round background screens yeah. with props, and you, yeah, you yeah. start to lose. You start your eye starts to lose focus you forget on what which is, is real and what is not. So, yeah, yeah. because the think, lighting from the screens reflect off the surfaces correctly. You know, so it yeah. it blends extremely well. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that because you look at his his shiny Mandalorian armor, which if you were if you were rendering, you know, a background instead of rendering a background onto a big wraparound screen, that would present all kinds of headaches. And if yeah. they were doing it in the traditional sense, you bet his helmet would be matte black or something yeah. like that. It's <laughs> not going to reflect everything off it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. But then, speaking of CGI, we we then, what did we, went and saw the Dial of Destiny. Oh, wait, similarly... just one more thing. One more thing about yeah. Flash before we go to Dial of Destiny because I'm keen to do that. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> what about uh, the actor who plays Flash? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Ezra Miller. So again, the elephant, a bit the of a lightning rod. Yeah, for, for, and you know, I think, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of things that go down there that 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 people who are he played that role. Excellently, I thought. I, I agree, hundred percent. Except I, for his running, his running action is weird. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I actually, I think... the, the way they show it was good, man. I think. Mm, yeah. I, I feel like 
it was really hard not to enjoy him as the character. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he made absolutely. a really he made a really awkward Barry Allen and he made a really good flash. Um, yeah. And where he played himself off against him, himself as a, a second character was mm. it was just really well done. And yeah, you know, yeah. It, I I think it is almost a pity that he is a douchebag that he is because they probably weren't he's unmarketable and they won't use him again. <sighs> Yeah, um, we talked about this. Is like, is that like we we had the similar opinion. We thought he was great in it, you know. But we have that opinion after we've seen the film. The, tr- the trouble you have is getting people to sit their ass in that cinema, yeah, and yeah. watch in that the first place based yeah. on the shenanigans. And, prior and not think to. about what he did while they're watching him on screen, basically. But it's like yeah. it's like watching Michael Jackson's Moonwalker after you find out he's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> it wasn't good to start with, yeah, and now it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe we 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 ask celebrities to to do too much, other than I look. It, all I require of my actors, you know, in the films is that they act well, and I believe the parts, and you know, yeah. I, I'm invested in their characters. Yeah. Um, the other stuff, you know. <sighs> Is it right to to say that oh you you know you're this role model and you have to behave this certain way and all of that type of thing? I, I don't I expect don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't expect it to be any sort of role role model, but don't be a cunt. That's... Yeah, yeah. Look, I guess so. I guess so. Like, like don't make if you don't make, if you're not going to make the news for not being a role, or being a role model, just don't make the news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same week, same thing. I call it the Tom Cruise syndrome because outside the place and all the Scientology and all of that type of shit. I want to go, oh man, he's a douche, you know. Oh, look how he But he's pretty good all. in his movies. In his movies, all the roles that he plays. Like I let people believe what they I like let people believe what they want to believe as long mm. as they mm. yeah, I don't think I give a shit. Yeah. I don't believe in yeah. any of it, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just yeah. don't just don't yeah. jump up on Oprah's couch screaming. All right, so time. talk about talk about <laughs> CGI, Ben. Indiana oh Jones, yes, man. because like what did you think of what did you think of the younger Indiana? It, the the younger Indiana was was it's like you know when you eat a good steak but there's a hint that it's, uh, it's off just a little bit <laughs> is this meat off no you taste it is it off and it's like, mm, I can't, it still tastes good I can't, I'm still gonna eat it I'm still gonna eat it but it might just have been left in the fridge for a few days too long I don't know. Because it's not, yeah, and that's that's what the CGI is. So, in, uh, is there a lot of young of young him in oh, there? I, I oh, I would the say first, the first, just, yeah. the first thirty minutes is, but do you, yeah. they do it so well mm. that it's inoffensive. You can you yeah, you yeah. figure, and I think it's the eyes, man. You can see it's not real yeah. eyes. Uh, yeah. They they just can't get yeah. the, it's a the, the soul. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, but if and if then you forget it, it, then you forget about watching the movie because you're trying to catch the CGI out. But. <laughs> yeah. But the CGI was done so well that you're not offended mm. by it. You actually forget yeah. about it and you enjoy it. But yeah, they, they should almost just structure it slightly differently, little like a bunch of little bites, so that you for, almost forget that it happened instead yeah. of just showing continuous scenes. Because I th- once again going back to uh, Mandalorian, that last scene in the last episode, um, the, uh, the previous season, they bring out Luke that's been de-aged. Yeah. But it's just for a short quick scene. Yeah. 
and everyone's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. and you hardly notice it. You notice it, but oh, it's that, that steak had been like left. Say, you taste it, for a week. but then, uh, <laughs> it's the but then it's been, gone. Yeah. Harrison, like the Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones is like, you, you bought that steak and it had been marked down that day, you know, um, but the Luke Skywalker <laughs> and the Mandalorian, yeah, your mum bought that steak oh, on the last day, you know, before uh, I marked it down, then she yeah, kept it in yeah. the fridge for a week, yeah. you know. That's, uh... <laughs> At least they covered, you, you know, they covered his face. My mother. They covered his face for most of the yeah, scene, yeah. and then just your mom just <laughs> the <yeah>. bad. <laughs> Ben's mom just stuck a stuck a Barbie sticker over the Dubai dates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I, well, it's an important thing to, I guess, to place set the whole movie. You know, uh, that that first opening bit. I mean, they had to do it because. The, the dude's like 81 now or 80 yeah, or 81 yeah, he's turning yeah. 81 or something like that what i what i kind of liked about it because in uh kingdom of the crystal skull i thought you know what was he he was probably late, late 60s. 60s yeah 2008 ish 90s yeah and he was still the, there was still this adherence to indiana jones the action hero where this is sort of already what's looking like a frail old you know man is 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 swinging from things He's starting to struggle you know yes <clears throat> not as um, nimble yes absolutely uh and i think on his request i think they sort of modified the the take to this which was um was that i'm an old man now you know what i mean so yeah. i'm gonna do things an old man away but they they sort of inserted the the god daughter as the 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 sort of the, the action um heroine in the film uh, um yeah a little bit. I'd, if there's anything I was to complain about, I'd, I found her character to be a little unbelievable. I think you know, just in terms oh, of just a little pump. And, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, the, she, you know, she, like I, in, in, I was going to say, indie, indie fans will forgive a lot, you know, of which I'm one. So yeah, um, but you know, again, did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Is the it's, Look, you know, I, I think it's one of those movies again when you sit back and you finish a box of popcorn, you just enjoy yourself, it's fine. When you start thinking about it, you're like, What the fuck's going on? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, and and because I had time to think, things like the entire supporting cast got killed with one bullet, meantime, they were probably shot at 5,000 times through two hours and not hit yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so so because it was just a two hour long chase scene, really with a great storyline around it but yeah for yeah. some reason and and also where and i hope people watch it before they listen to us but where they now <laughs> figure out the clues to where how to get to our committee's grave oh. and she didn't tell them everything and they found the extra clues and they know they have to go west instead of east and all that type of stuff yeah. The other guys just happen to follow them happen to be in the right place at the right time yeah. The, yeah. the little kid the little kid escaped and then right. happened to find them too through the tunnels. There was a lot of uh, happy stance or happenstance, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of the stretch. The, you, you you had to yeah, yeah. The planet certainly aligned um, in biblical terms. But you know, again, I think for me the the, the because I'm I'm a big fan. You know, I'm a fan of this. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like a lot of people are. I'm not. I'm not unique like that. A lot of people share my love for those movies. Yeah. But for me, I, I loved <clears throat> being 
so heavily, heavily indoctrinated into religion uh, as a child. I, I liked sort of in particular um, Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade yeah. just because that whole sort of power of God thing is so uh, ingrained in me or, you know, like I said, indoctrinated me as a, as yeah, a child. Yeah. The, the thing when you sort of start jumping to aliens and, you know, mm. like dials that, you know. That was a bit far removed from the original kind of. Well, you know, again, I, I guess what they do, sort of like uh, there's a, an expanse to, to the character outside of the outside yeah. of the movies. You know, they they tried something. They tried yeah. something with it. But, the, I, you know, for me, because, I, you know, even though you have this, this sort of notion of, um, you know, um, yeah. What what do they say? Is it suspend your disbelief or whatever when you go to yeah, see movies yeah. like this? Suspension of disbelief. Uh, yeah. yeah the 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 notion of the crystal skulls was actually it's a real thing, you know the the these skulls that they found. Unfortunately, just before that movie came out, they they sort of quite quite um, eloquently debunked the whole thing as a scam, you know. Um, yeah. Which you know, when you if, if that mystery had still remained for me before I went into that movie, I just it would have been just a little bit better. You know? <laughs> but you, yeah, well, I know, I know, it sounds so stupid, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so yes, well, it could be aliens. Funnily enough, though, Jesus, that stuff's ramping up in the media, isn't it? Anyway, that's for our other podcast, isn't it? So what we, we're dealing with aliens next round? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's it's fat. You not find this fascinating? I don't know if you, oh. you sort of see a lot of this stuff, but it's just no matter which way it goes, it's fascinating. Like we're we're being fed bullshit on mass, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it's so all anyway, it's, it's it's all distractions to uh, distract from Biden's yeah. shortcomings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to, to throw in an old man <laughs> old man argument in there. <laughs> the uh, greatest. Falls of 2023. I think that'll be the yeah. uh, the best anthology for this uh, for this year. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, 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 no. All um, I, I like I said, I don't think if you're a true indie fan, you'll be completely disappointed by it. No, look, you know? I, I I think it's a solidly enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah, you know, as long as you yeah, if you, as long as you're not critical about. Yeah. finally picking yeah. holes in the story you'll, you, it's fine man it felt like a grown-up goonies to me to be honest <laughs> yeah nice yep yeah that's all you need in life really that's yeah. no, just fun, yeah. just fun. Um, so our next on... the next our next review will probably be june coming up soon uh and who knows you know I, i'm i love it when a film comes out of the blue that you're not you're not expecting you're not yeah. kind of building up towards and you go man I, I had no idea i was going to enjoy this as much as i have just you know when yeah. you see something like that i feel like, i feel like i need to go watch the new spider-verse movie with the two of you so that we can do an episode because so, i'm um, going to get Leon to watch it i was going to say i watched the first one which oh did you finally watch it Stand. Oh, and it is actually pretty good even though yeah. i don't like spider-man sorry everyone but yeah <laughs> that's irrelevant i did actually enjoy that first one so yeah. i'll do I'll and the second do second movie is twice as good as the first one in my opinion yeah. i feel it's because they didn't have to do the origin story again they could just go yeah. straight into having fun but yeah. at least they didn't faff around with it too much they they just had the quick bit at the start yeah. they got into yeah. it and then the real story got yeah. going you know? yeah now i'm glad you watched it that's good yeah, it was good. I'm trying to get you to watch it once. The pacing was good because it's not just all action all the time. You know, yeah. they they have their little breaks and their yeah. meetings at <laughs> at the aunt's 
Matt's house and everything. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how many, uh, you know, comic-inspired, well, maybe the sort of grittier stuff. Like, aren't they doing Spawn again? They're doing Spawn again. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been in the making for about five yeah. years, though. Yeah. Um, Jamie maybe... Fox is apparently... Spawn. Okay. I mean, he's a bit old for it, in I, my opinion. He's but... getting old. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. He's I need be... me a Malibu then, very soon. Malibu 13, yep. Mm. Mm. That was um, one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> the The thing is, how how many more sort of superhero flicks are we going to see? Because I think we're all getting a little tired of it, you know? Um, I, think, I think we're get, getting tired about them pushing shit out for the sake of pushing shit out mm. if they consolidate and bring out quality people watch it the spider movie is a testament to it i think it's done 600 million in a month like yeah it, it shows you that there are really good um really good mm. stuff out there it's just about re- meshing through the bullshit because mm. disney too uh i've said it before i just i, I think they're just trying to be too, they're trying too hard to be for everybody. Like you, know, you um, shouldn't do do it like you know, Multiverse of Madness wasn't a kid's movie, for instance. Yeah. And that had a totally different feel to a lot of the others, but it a refreshing feel. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed because I did have a bit of fatigue, you know, of that whole storyline after after um the whole Thanos the, story. The last, there was yeah, a bit yeah. of a lull. Yeah. And multiverse was the first big one that really got me excited. Again, I know it's just because I'm not a Spidey fan. I know they came out yeah. after, but yeah, the Spidey was that good. was the change of pace. The the fact that it's actually more of a kind of like a horror type thing, and they mm. still had the the sort of original the connection to the original story with the Wonder Vision continuing basically yeah. through yeah. multiverse. That was really good and. DC can do that with something like Lobo, you know, bring something completely new and take a break from yeah. your typicals. Yeah. And if you think a Lobo, the, the restart movies, the scene and keep going. Yeah. The movies that's been done well, in my opinion, the new Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing. Um, I don't think you've I seen, seen that it yet. Yeah. So, no, no, I haven't seen it either. I saw it with you. Oh, you did. You did. Yes. 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 You, did. Uh, you left us. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking of Ant Man. You haven't watched the new Ant Man. Sorry. I did. I watched that as well. The new now, one recently, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I enjoyed that. That was good. Too. Yeah. So, new Ant Man was, was great. New, new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was great. So, I think they're still bringing out new stuff, but they are trying too hard to do other things that's not appealing to the general public i think yeah i i know look i'd love them to see more more than dipping back into sort of literature like lord of the rings when that was out you know i remember just hanging for the next installment you know it's like <laughs> when's the next installment coming um even harry potter i mean you know i know that's not everyone's cup of tea for mature audiences and stuff watched but... all of them yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I watched half like... of the first one <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then I realized but, I'm not eight years old, so I left the yeah, yeah, that's it. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to grow with the franchise, uh, not, not revisit it like 15 years later. Uh, um, so I'd, I'd really love them to, to see them do something of epic scale, like um, like something from Piers Anthony or Julian May, the Intervention series by Julian May. Um, 
uh, mate, would make a rollicking uh, movie series. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Where where you 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 you've got all of the you know the 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 stories that surround a book, you know, that then breaks down into a, a series of three or or six or nine books or something yeah. like that. I think I think the thing though is that that it provides so many challenges for filmmakers where you can pick up a comic book and you go, well, look, here's my storybook done already for me, you know? Um, and still they so fuck you, it up because they still don't follow yeah. it. They're like, this story is a fucking critical yeah. hit. Let's change everything and make it a movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Well, it's, I guess someone feels like they have to add their artistic yeah. signature to but something, you know? The, the thing is... Fuck uh, it too much, though. Yeah. When you, for instance, get to play a game about a TV show you grew up with, you don't have to change the story to get that nostalgic mm. tingle inside of you when you're actually experiencing it. So that's the same change from reading the comic from way back and then yeah. sitting in the cinema, seeing them live. They do not have to do much to that story. It's going yeah. to be a success because people are going to get that nostalgic blast from the past sitting there I, I could tell you watching I, their comic that they yeah. read when they were however well, old yeah. i could tell you i watched the screen. i watched the trailer of the new teenage mutant ninja turtles and i fucking i'm 100 percent for it <laughs> i was like yep yeah. yep this is this is it i mean take my money i'm gonna go buy the toys tomorrow before the movie comes out <laughs> it's fucking amazing i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna have to have a look at it and i i, I confess i haven't looked at that series that you told me to look at yet the trailer uh, yes yes yeah before we wrap up Anybody, mm. anybody is not hasn't got anything to watch at the moment. Watch from on on Stan. It is fucking incredible. It's very Stephen King vibe. It is a really good story. Really good cast. Uh, Those are the dudes that did Lost. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, and I think they learned from their mistakes with Lost. Like I got frustrated with Lost a bit because it was just a lot of clues that don't go anywhere. Yeah, it seems like go. everything. <laughs> yeah, here it feels like it's all going in a direction, which is nice. Right. It, it, it'd um, be interesting to see, though, in regards to like where the technology, like AI. I, have you seen some of the the shit they do now with like freaking uh, Trump and um, and Biden eating spaghetti? That's all AI generated. <laughs> I mean, it's yes, crazy. Yes, yes. It's crazy. It's but it's the early days. You know, you know, we have this this exponential thing. You think every part of computing is exponential? You know, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But if that's if, what we've got today. Uh, expecting to or three years time you could pump a you could just put a comic book in you know and, yeah, and yeah. scan a comic book and it will generate it will generate a whole animated sort yeah. of yeah yeah um, there's know, a lot of there's a, there's a lot of creators who's already just saying look instead of fighting it just go with it and use it as a tool mm. uh, uh, i was gonna say I, you just lost my chrome as a subscriber to this podcast I, I, <laughs> yeah I, i'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best thing to do, but I'm saying there are people who are doing that. The Avenged Sevenfold came out saying they're more than happy to use AI to co-write music for them to just push boundaries. And I mean, yeah. they're still going to have to perform it on stage. They're still going to have to back it up. They can't yeah. have make-believe like, shit, right? Te technically, you could get AI to make the writers and artists almost completely irrelevant. It's not like I, music where someone still yeah, needs to know, be man. on yeah. stage playing, though. That's the yeah. concern. I just think, if it gets I think, too I, good, I think humans <laughs> overestimate how complicated we are. You know, I That's think the true. things the things that appeal to us are pretty easy to. And, and the difference. Are we back talking us. about a flashlight again? 
absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You've been waiting uh, for this conversation to turn for the past sixty uh, minutes. It's, it's a it's a microphone. It's, it's like, yeah. um, yes. Yeah, so, so, so Ben's it, toilet roll like, with okay, a Vaseline okay, sock. I love I love Mike. You know what I mean. I love Mike. Uh, but is is he? I'm 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 asking this as a question. Is Mike the guy that tends the horses in the horse drawn wagons? You know, as the first Model T rolls through town. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because, well, yeah. The way because I you... think about it is I used uh, Mid Journey, right? Yeah. And I was able, after a bit of practice, to get something pretty freaky and cool and interesting out. Yeah. And I can't create that outside of Mid Journey. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not an artist. I'm pretty much just a keyboard ninja because yeah. i don't have the talent yes i have the imagination i saw the screen i saw the screen prints where people said look at what i imagined with my writing <laughs> so what the <laughs> fuck are you yeah. talking about <laughs> yeah but but this is the this is the new world order you know what i mean it's this there's machines that do this shit for you now so um, but I'll still always respect the man with the pen or pencil oh, doing, or the woman or whoever doing yeah, the, it's a, the, it's themselves. A, it's, it's an unbelievable talent. Absolutely. There's no the fact that the, the fact that Marvel MCU is using, they used AI to generate the secret invasion intro instead of artists. I mean, their backbone are the artists who created the stories and the characters and still they disregarded it for ah. a cheap, cheap, quick intro, which is fucking ridiculous. Yep. It is. It is, but that's that's the mo- that's a movie making business. Mm. It's not what about we should artistic, do artistic integrity. It's about making yeah. money, really, isn't yeah. it? You know. Yep. Let's get, let, let, let's get Chat GPT and one comic artist on our next podcast, and we see who wins. <laughs> let them fight. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, that sounds like a good place to wrap it up, folks. It's been um, it's been awesome talking. It's Long quite, time. It's quite a journey. Thanks for joining, yeah. Leon. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. me back. Yeah, no, it's man, nice uh, to be back and uh, having a chat it was about great. all things. Great conversation. Yeah. We had to pull you away from your day job, but I'm hoping it was a good distraction. <laughs> it's yeah. on the other screen. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the grunts and the fox weren't for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Good chat, guys. guys. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy. Bye, bye. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always, provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We love it. Thanks, guys.